This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, January 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. China pledges to speed reforms. Purdue pushes EU on biotech and trade. An organic conversion to get Super Bowl focus. USDA officials face questions on conservation. Lawmakers will be taking a look today at how USDA is implementing changes to conservation programs made by the 2018 Farm Bill. Matt Lohr, the chief of the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, and Richard Fordyce, the administrator of the Farm Service Agency, will be testifying this morning before a House Agriculture Subcommittee. FSA is in the middle of enrolling landowners for the Conservation Reserve Program, so the hearing could provide a read on how that is going. It is the first general sign-up in four years for CRP, and USDA expects it to be the largest enrollment in nearly a decade. China vows to speed up subsidy reforms. China is promising to move quickly to change the way it subsidizes its corn, wheat, and rice farmers, and the U.S. is applauding the effort, according to a new World Trade Organization document. China says it will accelerate the internal process and fulfill its implementation obligations in due course, that according to a WTO synopsis of a Monday meeting. The U.S. replied in writing that it is prepared to engage bilaterally with China on the specific amendments it will make to bring its measures into compliance. China only has about two more months to cut its corn, rice, and wheat subsidies in order to meet the March 31 deadline it agreed to after losing the WTO challenge filed by the U.S. a little more than three years ago. Canada's Deputy Prime Minister urges quick USMCA approval. The Canadian Parliament needs to act quickly to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, Deputy Prime Minister Chrystia Freeland told lawmakers as they prepared to begin considering the renegotiated trade pact. USMCA, which goes by the acronym CUSMCA in Canada, has come under fire by some politicians there, but Freeland defended the deal as necessary to save the core of the original North American Free Trade Agreement. We faced a series of unprecedented trade actions from the United States, said Freeland, who led the Canadian negotiating team to rewrite NAFTA after threats from the Trump administration to pull out. It was a protectionist barrage unlike any Canada has ever faced before. In the negotiations that followed, our counterparties proposed effectively the dismantling of NAFTA in all but name. Purdue raises biotech issue in Brussels. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue, who's traveling in Europe this week, used a stop in Brussels to push the European Union leadership to ease restrictions on agriculture biotechnology. According to a report by Euroactive, Purdue told reporters yesterday the EU policymakers are willing to make decisions based on sound science. But he said there was some anxiety regarding the ability to counteract some of the NGOs who are out there spreading fear regarding hazard-based rather than risk-based approach. Purdue also said it's important for the EU to allow the use of gene editing to speed the commercialization of new crop traits. He said, quote, it's a tool that European farmers can use. It's safe and it's efficient and it's healthy and it's affordable. Take note, Purdue reiterated the U.S. position that any trade deal with the EU must address a long list of non-tariff trade barriers, including the Europeans' ban on the type of antimicrobial rinses in poultry. Beer Wars Part 2. Anheuser-Busch 
pushes organic. Last year, beer giant Anheuser-Busch angered corn growers and its chief rival by using Super Bowl advertising to attack Miller Coors for using corn syrup to brew its beer. This year, Anheuser-Busch is getting into the issue of organic agriculture. On Sunday, the company will be running an ad offering to convert one square foot of farmland to organic agriculture for every bottle of Michelob Ultra Pure Gold that the company sells. The ambition of Michelob Ultra Pure Gold is not only to brew beer in its organic form, but to transform the organic industry, according to the Michelob website. Now, keep in mind, a beer drinker would have to buy 7,266 packs of the organic light lager to convert a single acre of land. Biofuels Industry Ruling Could Shape Waiver Policy Biofuels groups say the 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling striking down three small refinery exemptions will set a precedent for future waiver challenges. This just further underscores the exemptions were meant to be temporary. They were not meant to be just given willy-nilly to any refinery who comes looking for one. At Jeff Cooper, the president and CEO of the Renewable Fuels Association, speaking with AgriPulse. The Fueling American Jobs Coalition, which represents refiners, notes the ruling is limited to three exemptions and the Denver-based Tenth Circuit. But the group believes it could, quote, set the table for downward adjustment of the renewable volume obligations, granting comprehensive waivers or even caps on credit prices. Judge Mull's Challenges to Slaughter Rule a federal judge presiding over a challenge to USDA's rule allowing faster line speeds at pork plants expressed serious concerns about the disconnect between the proposed rule's statement about worker safety and what's in the regulations, says a lawyer for Public Citizen. Adam Pulver said at the hearing in Minneapolis. U.S. District Judge Joan Erickson did not indicate when she would rule on the government's motion to dismiss the lawsuit brought by Public Citizen, three local branches of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, and their parent organization. The plaintiffs allege the faster speeds will place workers at more risk than they already are. USDA has argued it does not have jurisdiction under the Federal Meat Inspection Act to regulate worker safety. The department is facing at least two other challenges to the pork slaughter rule filed in California and in New York. Foundation challenges EPA over Bay Enforcement. The Chesapeake Bay Foundation is planning to sue EPA over Pennsylvania's failure to meet pollutant limits in the Chesapeake Bay TMDL. The conservation group said it would be preparing a notice of intent to sue under the Clean Water Act and is talking with a range of potential partners about legal strategies. Maryland Republican Governor Larry Hogan has already directed his attorney general to sue Pennsylvania and EPA for the state's failure to meet goals under the multi-state total maximum daily load program. The move toward litigation comes after EPA's Bay Program Director called the TMDL's goal aspirational and not enforceable. Here's today's He Said It. We will see more change in the next five years than anything we've experienced over the last 15. That Michael Dykes, president and CEO of the International Dairy Foods Association, yesterday at the group's annual dairy forum. He expects to see continued consolidation as well as more public scrutiny on the industry with the changing consumer demands and preferences for our products. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, January 28th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.